Hey everybody, welcome. Uh, reviewing for the AP test still. Uh, remember to bear with me. Well, this is the first time I've done podcast to, to review for the AP test. So I'm still trying to fill my way out, you know, how much, how long should they be and how much detail should I go into and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to keep them as basic as possible so that it's not taking up a great deal of your time. So you don't feel like you have to listen to all the, 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 the podcast. You can kind of pick and choose from the library. Hopefully once I've got all this done, there'll be a you know, couple of them, but they'll all be pretty short. And if you go through and you search and say, I need to know about uh, the 14th Amendment, then you can go right to that podcast, pick it up, listen to it real quick and be done with them. So that's the goal for these things. Uh, hopefully I'll have them all done and ready to go for you. I'm releasing them one by one, but hopefully they'll all be up for you by the uh, end of March. So we'll see. Uh, all right. So Back into the civil liberties and civil rights, uh, the first one we did was uh, freedom of religion and speech. Uh, we're going to pick up today with the press, the right to bear arms, and then also the Eighth Amendment a little bit. So that's where we're at. Uh, if you were in my class, uh, it's Unit 5. If you're just randomly listening to this for some reason, then uh, it's probably Unit 3 in the College Board notebook. Uh, your teacher might have went with Unit 3. Uh, we, as a class, did it out of order. So I don't know what you're teaching, but civil liberties and civil rights. All right. So we're talking about the freedom of the press with this one. And uh, this was uh, an important thing for the, the founding fathers was to have the free press so that uh, basically the government could be challenged. <clears throat> um, and it's something that they kind of just like the freedom of speech, how it was important to them. So is the freedom of the press. Now, we need to really concentrate on a court case that deals with this. And uh, it's one of the required Supreme Court court cases. It is uh, New York Times versus the United States. There's a lot of other court cases. I'm going to reference one or two of them just so you have an idea in case you were to get one of these with the uh, court comparison, uh, the court case comparison FRQ, uh, just so you would hear about it. But um, you know, the one you got to know is New York Times versus the United States. Basically, the press is allowed to, to print kind of what they want to for the most part. Already, uh, The government cannot come in and tell you, as the press, what to do. Now, the rules are different in different places. At school, you can be censored. Um, here, we don't have a school newspaper, but if we did, the principal, the swing could say, no, we're not going to write that story. We're not going to publish that story. Uh, and that that's a you know, been backed up by the Supreme Court. Uh, out in the real world, though, the press, for the most part, is allowed to to write what they want to. I mean, think about it. Our current president, Donald Trump, you know, he would like to shut down some of the media. You know, he's not a big fan of CNN, so he would like to shut them down. But they can write what they want to. So, uh, so there's that. But once again, we got to concentrate on one particular case, and that is the New York Times versus um, the U.S. And in this case, it was actually a couple different newspapers, the New York Times and uh, the Washington Post, they basically wanted to publish some materials uh, that had come from the Defense Department. They had been classified, and it was discussing the history of what's going on in Vietnam. All right. Um, the president is going to argue something called prior restraint, which is saying, hey, I, we, the government, should be able to stop them because this is going to um, – risk national security. Okay. So prior restraint, we need to protect national security. And so that's, that's kind of the, the government's argument against these newspapers uh, posting these documents, this classified information. I'm using air quotes since you can't see me. Um, and the Supreme Court is going to, um, to rule that um, 
they can't stop them. Okay, uh, they um, cannot stop them. The Nixon administration—they're the ones trying to, to stop this. Um, it did by them stopping it. It did violate the First Amendment. So uh, they could not use that prior restraint uh, to stop the, the quote-unquote classified information from being posted here. Alrighty, so that's that what that that thing there, or that's the case. Uh, now the other one that you might. And what I, what I wanted to reference is because you might see near versus Minnesota. All right. This is more of a local level, uh, but near random uh, uh, newspaper. He had some, I assume it was a he, he had some details and uh, that he was going to run a newspaper about the local, if I remember correctly, about the local government. And they tried to stop the, the Minnesota and uh, wherever they were in uh, probably Minneapolis or St. Paul, wherever. So they tried to stop him from running this material. And uh, he's going to take it to court, near is, and the Supreme Court saying, no, you can't stop. Okay, you can't stop the press from running stories just because you don't like what it's going to say. Now, once again, there, you know, national security is an issue, and that could stop someone, uh, a press, from running something. But for the most part, they're going to get to kind of write and say what they want. To. All right, the next part of the uh, well, that's it for the, the the First Amendment. So you got religion, speech, and press. And um, we, we don't really talk about assembly and petition, but those are two things you can you have also there. Uh, you, we could talk about in uh, Alabama versus NAACP, right? And yeah, um, and the fact that they wanted to publish names and addresses of all members back in the 30s, which was not going to be a good thing, and they didn't have to. So, you know, there are court cases, but it's not something that was referenced uh, too much. All righty. Okay. Uh, the next thing we're talking about is the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Um, something that's even today still debated, uh, discussed, a hot button issue for some people, um, and it pops up all the time. But you know, your right to to, to own uh, a firearm, okay, and it's protected under the Second Amendment. Um, and the whole interpretation of the Second Amendment is constantly going on, constantly happening. Um, you know, obviously, if you're for gun control, you cite the Second Amendment as you know, in the word regulate in there, if you're you know, pro-gun, you're hey, the right to bear arms and you focus on that. So that's where we're at. Um, it's not that, you know, not that much to know there, uh, but I do want to reference two court cases here. They're not ones you really, they're not required, but you might see them pop up sometimes. Uh, and that is Dis Dis District of Columbia, so D.C. versus Heller. And then Chicago versus McDonald. So D.C., Washington, D.C. had a code uh, that made it illegal to carry an unregistered firearm. And um, the pro the registration of handguns was prohibited. OK, uh, they could. The police chief there could issue one year license for handguns. But the code said that even if it was registered, you had to keep them unloaded and disassembled. All right. Or you had to keep them bound, you know, trigger lock or something like that. Basically, they you were going to keep it in your house. If someone came into your house, you're going to have to put the gun together or you're going to find your key, get it unlocked. And then you could try and protect yourself. All right. Uh, so this guy, uh, Dick Anthony, he was a, a special police officer in D.C. So not really. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but he, he was he was able to carry a handgun while he was on duty. So he was enough of a police officer to be able to do that. He's going to apply for a one-year license to carry the handgun and uh, that he wants to keep in his house, but he gets denied. And so that's going to lead to the suit. So he's going to sue the District of Columbia uh, over 
uh, that. And he's saying that this violates the Second Amendment. Am I right to keep a functional firearm uh, without a license and that I should be able to, to keep this? So the Supreme Court uh, is going to get it and they are going to uh, rule in favor of Heller. All right. Um, and say that it was by in a violation of the Second Amendment. Right. The fact that you could get a gun, but you had to keep it disassembled and locked up. That violates the Second Amendment. So there's that. And then uh, later on, we get Chicago versus McDonald. And uh, it's against the suit is brought against Chicago and some other places in Illinois. Uh, basically, they had gun bans already. And since D.C. versus Heller had happened um, at that level, then these cases against Chicago and some other cities in Illinois are going to challenge their gun bans. So they had the cities had gun bans. Uh, in place. And um, the, you know, the, the DC versus Heller case where the, the second amendment is kind of backed up is, um, is big for the, for the plaintiffs here that uh, are saying that these states are basically uh, violating their second amendment rights. The states are kind of arguing, Hey, that this doesn't apply to the states. It doesn't apply to us. So that's where the, the argument is going to come from. Um, and they're going to have to, the courts are going to have to make a decision. Uh, on that. Okay. Um, so they agree that the, uh, the 14th amendment, the equal protection stuff and, uh, whatever makes the second amendment right to bear arms, uh, applicable, not just to the federal level, but all to the state, also to the state level. So, uh, that's the decision in Chicago versus McDonald. All right. Uh, last thing for this little episode is going to be the, um, the balancing individual freedom with public order and safety. And we concentrate here on the, the eighth amendment. And then we get into a little bit about the second and fourth amendment. So uh, we'll go pretty quickly. The eighth amendment that is going to basically stop you uh, from being unusually and cruelly punished. Okay. The death penalty is the one that's always going to be up for debate. It is legal and it is a state to state decision. So uh, some States have it. Some States do not. Um, Georgia does have the death penalty. Uh, and actually, some of the court cases that kind of determined the death penalty happened here in Georgia. You had Greg versus Georgia and Furman versus Georgia. Not cases you need to know, so I'm not going to get into those. But uh, the Eighth Amendment, um, you know, you have to, they have to decide as a state, do we want to do this uh, and allow the death penalty or not? It also provides for bail and things like that. Uh, so the last thing for today is the debate about the Second and Fourth Amendment and uh, your public safety. and Basically, what this means is the Second Amendment, does the, it, does the government have the right to regulate firearms? OK, um, so your personal public safety, are you safer with individuals having weapons, having guns and having them and able to carry them around and, and, and stuff? Or are you you not? OK, and that's the, the question. And that's what the government has to reg, uh, wrestle with when they're they're. You know, this thing's up for debate all the time is where, where do we, what do we balance? Do we balance your freedom to carry the gun or do we balance your freedom to be safe from from guns? OK, uh, and I'm not going to get into the whole argument on gun versus you know, ban guns versus own guns and all that kind of stuff. But that's what we're talking about there when we talk about the Second Amendment in this little section. Uh, the next one is the Fourth Amendment. And that is your, uh, you know searching uh, your right to no unlawful search and seizure. Once again, the government has to balance your right to be protected from the unlawful search and seizure versus are they going to search? Okay. Um, and maybe they find something on somebody. 
but was it a valid search? So they have to wrestle with the freedoms that we are insured with the the, the, the First Amendment uh, versus you know your public safety uh, and things like that. So when we talk about the Fourth Amendment and in this thing, this uh, this topic, the balancing individual freedom with public order safety, that's what we're getting at there. Okay. All right. So that's going to end this one. Uh, talk to you next time. Later.